Following is Darshan pastimes of Lord Chaitanya's teachings given by His Holiness Jayapataka Swami Maharaj on May 3rd, 1982 in Detroit, Michigan, USA. Bhagavad Gita <clears throat> needed to be personally demonstrated 
no one could demonstrate the practice of Gita Bhagavat more expertly than Krishna himself in his own answer number four as two devotees. In other words, two Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared, of course you know that the whole world was chanting Hare Krishna because of the eclipse. Because of the eclipse of the moon, everyone was bathing in the Ganges and shouting Hari Bhav, Hari Bhav, proclaiming the coming of Lord Chaitanya. Before Lord Chaitanya began his preaching work, he had many pastimes in his childhood, in his youth. These pastimes are similar in one way to the pastimes of Krishna in Vrindavan. Before Krishna left Vrindavan and went out to establish his dominion in Mathura and later in Dwarka. So, one of the pastimes that Lord Chaitanya had was known as Vidya Jula, where he had the pastime of education. He didn't require much training. As soon as he heard something, he would immediately know it, he would memorize it, he would protect it, because after all, he's Christian, he can know of everything. But he would, to a Christian, it appeared to be a training course. Actually, he already knew everything. It amazed the teachers that the first time they repeated, he would just immediately know everything. In fact, one time before, between those times, Lord Chaitanya didn't show his devotional characteristic overtly. He was more obviously just a very proud and very uh, indefeatable scholar. At the same time, he was very mellow. He was very strong. But no one could face him. He would be walking down the street to Navadri with all of his followers. And those times they were all students, his students. At the age of 11, he was training so many students. He had become the greatest scholar at that time at the age of 11. He had begun being a teacher. And For example, he'd be walking down the street, and then he saw Mukunda. So Mukunda would later be his great devotee in the Sanskritan movement. Mukunda was older. And Lord Chaitanya already he was, he was approaching the seventies. He was already becoming big. He would see Mukunda in the distance, he would call out, Hey Mukunda, hey Mukunda, what are you doing? 
Why you are waiting me? And you may look in there with my Because this was like Chaitanya was very friendly, very humble, he was called the Why you are not coming anymore? So Mukunda said, I'm going to teach what you can do. I'm going to teach it to my son to He's just a grammarian. He just knows sense in grammar. Why is he? What's he going to teach me? I, I know sense is poetry, kovikwa, and this is much higher than this simple grammar. So this time I'm going to show Kishunai Pandit so then Matunda came and said, Well, you're only a grammarian, why should I come to you? You're only talking to grammar. I'm interested in the Alankara and the sign of poetic pursuits of Sanskrit. And Lord Chaitanya said, Well, of course, you're all grammarians, but you may know something about poetry, which is aspect, any question. To compose some poetry in the Instead of a that he composed some poetry. Of course, Lord Chaitanya took it and then dissected it into various parts in a very gentle, humble way, completely crushed. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lord Chaitanya composed some wonderful things. And then he said that, well, he analyzed this. And the Kunda couldn't even analyze it properly, so then he said, well, we do know that it's always true. And the Kunda said, yes. And he could speak to us in the very first class. He could consider and allow general meeting, and he can be frustrated. And now he's depending on his tongue. So in this way, the Kunda went away, and he said, if only this person was a true devotee of Krishna, then I would... Um, something very special every time I come to me. Why did you hear it? In fact, the older Vaishnavas, they used to go up to Lord Chaitanya. One day, Sivas came and he, he was, all the time he saw Lord Chaitanya, he was saying that he should be blessed uh, to be a great devotee, searching the time and all these academic so he went up to Lord Chaitanya and said, My dear Lord Chaitanya, my dear Nimai Pandya, you are a nice, very good scholar, but you're just wasting your time with this uh, scholastic. Why don't you just take out pure devotion service? And then Nimai Pandya said, If you please bless me, by your blessing I'll be able to do so. It's my desire to do so in the future. Now I'm just enjoying this. Uh, Scholastic pursuits for this time. Lord Chaitanya was having this Leela. He wouldn't allow anyone to see his real form at that time. Although he also preached Harinam and he taught Sanskrit grammar by through the names of Krishna. At the same time, he was enjoying a different type of intellectual pursuit. So just as Krishna would go and play with the cowherd boys. As a, as a Vaisya, Kalhadar. So Lord Chaitanya, he was playing with all the Brahmanas and intellectual pursuits. So then, Srivast said, yes, I bless you that you can become a pure devotee. And then, Lord Chaitanya, will buy your blessing. 
And then Lord Chaitanya, he would, sometimes he would throw around the tongue of novelty. And any Bhattacharya, any type of Acharya in the Sanskrit Acharya, the Sanskrit teacher that see him, immediately call over, Oh, my dear Bhattacharya, my dear, my dear professor, how are you, how are you, what, what, why are you going away? Come here. He'd be surrounded by all of his, of all of his uh, students. And then he, he, uh, he got caught. And he, he walked out and he would ask some questions. I just want to ask you just a simple question. And he would ask the question. And the question would be made basically simple. Like he may ask, well, what is the meaning of Mukti to Jesus? He wants to point at Garada. He pondered on the before, this is before, of course, of Chaitanya was speaking how he now graduated. He said, well, what's the meaning of Mukti? When Mukti means when all the misery is dissipated, when it's all over. No, it's just that it's not a complete meaning of it. He's got the Mukti. And he starts holding all the different characters, proving that complete Mukti is, of course, if one, one has a full understanding of Krishna, then one is uh, in Krishna consciousness. And then the Siddhartha is thinking, how does this my pandit know every scripture? He never studied these scriptures. He never studied all these Quranas. I know he studied for about three weeks. How does he know every scripture without studying? Maybe he's some demigod or something. People were thinking, oh, he may be a, a part of Vishnu. A part of, you know, Ray of Vishnu, you know, some demigod. Who is this Ramana? And Lord Chaitanya used to say, he would sit with his students by the bank of the Ganges. And it was just like for the four Kumaras, they went to get taught by Nara Narayan and so many Narabas and pages and they all assembled to also be present during those speeches. Like that was the whole free living. Lord Chaitanya would be, be explaining so many uh, philosophical and, and technical points regarding the Sanskrit uh, culture and the Vedas. And everyone was becoming there. And every day his fame was spreading more and more. And every day ten new students would come and bow down and touch his feet and say, please, let me enter. Students, in this way, gradually by hundreds and hundreds and thousands, he was he all the students in all directions they'd be around on the Ganges. And he was sometimes a little proudly. He would he would challenge some some other professor or someone, and he would say, "You please establish uh, your point." He would establish the point, and Lord Chaitanya would prove, defeat that point, prove the opposite point. So the person he had no argument for. Then he would take that point, disprove it, and again reprove the original point. <laughs> And then they would just, you know. <laughs> and then he, he just challenged that uh, uh, there's no one, I challenge anyone to prove any point. I will disprove it. And then again, I will disprove that and then reprove the original point. There were no comments. <laughs> In fact, it was described that trying to describe what it was like with Lord Chaitanya with all of his students. Just so various comparisons were given. One, they said, well, it was like the moon 
in the stars. But they said, no, the moon and the stars is not a proper explanation because the moon has got some pockmarks, you know, whatever you call craters. It has, you know, blemishes. And the moon goes through different cycles. But Lord Caitanya, and when you go to the, but Lord Caitanya, his association was such that it was always increasing. And there wasn't any darkness nor any blemish. So that example doesn't exactly suit that symbol. That's a metaphor. Then, another example to explain. I think the shark is for the... Blood of the blood is from the remember what, there were three examples I gave, and each of them were not quite up to my, sometimes Lord Chaitanya, he would take his students and they would just go throughout the town, and he was, just like when Krishna would go through Mathura, and he walked to Mathura and he met the laundry man, he met the different people, Pooja, and the floors, and, the, and like that, so like this, Lord Chaitanya, he would go, and he'd go from one place to He'd go into the cloth shop, to the cloth merchant, and he'd sit down. He went to cloth and oh, but because I found it in town, and he'd make a nice piece, and so we were blessed today, he'd offer our food, offer him He said, what can we do for your day? He said, well, do you have any uh, new cloth for me? And he said, well, yes. And he'd pull out some of his best colorful cloth. Lord Chaitanya, about every ten days, he would come get another set. And then, uh, so then he took one set. And then, uh, Lord Chaitanya. Then Lord Chaitanya, he leaves the cloth merchants and then he go over to the, uh, who did he go to next? I believe he went to the cowherders. He went to the cowherders place and then they also invited him in, gave him a nice seat, he received him and he said, where's some milk? Cheese, send this. Rasula, some, some, uh, yogurt. You can, I, well, I don't have any money. I'm a poor Brahmin. So they said, no, no, that's all right. They would give him various small products and his followers. Then, he would go down the street and then he'd go into the, uh, florist, to the Malakar. And then he would also give a nice seat to see Lord Chaitanya. And then Lord Chaitanya, Said, oh, do you have any garland? Said, I don't have any hoodies. I don't have any corn shells. I don't have any money. And then the flower man, he would give him a nice garland. He said, that's all right. With our great fortune, we have this one common, come and bless us. And then, in this way he would go to different, he went into the oil, some days he'd walk into the oil merchant's place. And then the oil merchant has some very nice oil you can rub on your head for cooling the vein. Does I have any money? Is that all right? You can pay me later if you like or not. It's all right. And then they have the, some of the students would rub his head and put the scent of oil. He said, I guarantee that this oil has got such a good scent that you put it on now and tomorrow morning the scent will still be there. 
And like this was taken, he would go and associate. All these, you can imagine how fortunate they were to be able to get this association with uh, people in the So, then he'd go back to the Ganges, and for six hours a day he'd teach his students. Another example they said is by Brihaspati, like Brihaspati with all of the demigods. This example also, because Brihaspati was favorable only particularly to the demigods. He wasn't uh, favorable to the demons. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he was merciful both for the demons, for the demigods, for everyone. So this, that example didn't happen. Not actually a good example. And another comparison, he said it was like stupid. But to see him was like seeing Kamadu. But this is also not an acceptable example because, metaphor, because by the arrows of Cupid, naturally one becomes very attached. But by the arrow of Cupid, one immediately feels some anxiety. Some inconvenience, like that. Strike in the heart. But by seeing Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one is relieved of all anxiety. Even when he was in, in that form, even the three devotees, they could not resist going to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as a student. It was something extraordinarily attractive. Of course, they would go and say, bless him. Only he would be a true devotee. Because he was covering himself with the yoga maya. No one could resist, see. So, Cupid creates some great following in this world, no doubt. So I get anyone who saw Lord Chaitanya immediately became attracted. But they would become relieved of all misery, of all anxiety, while Cupid causes for us so many anxieties. So then, the only suitable example is like Krishna surrounded by all the gopis in Vrindavana. That is the only example that uh, because Krishna Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who of course is none other than Krishna himself, when he was enjoying these uh, pastimes, and everyone was flocking to him, giving up all their other attachments and coming and just staying with him. That is the only suitable example is uh, the beautiful form of uh, Krishna when he was uh, surrounded by all of the residents of Vrindavana on the side of the Jamuna. But when Chaitanya was by the side of the Ganges, that is the only topic. Yeah. So like this, so many pastimes happened. Of course, soon after Lord Chaitanya went to Eastern Bengal and preached Harinam, Sankirtan. In the meanwhile, his wife died of separation. Lakshmi Priya came back and again, she was forced to, as mother was to Vishnu Priya. And uh, he First, he came to Vishnu Pahadiyaji. He started uh, 
to thank your son movement, and now that we much to the satisfaction of all the devotees. So, this says when Krishna also at a certain time then he left his playing and he started to go to Mithra and do some things and do some time. And of course, Chaitanya's pastimes and now that we still have the mood of St. Kirtan, still has the mood of the Mahavana in a different aspect. So, Nityananda Prabhu, he used to go around the whole nine islands of Navadri. And there's a nine-day Parikram, a five-day Parikram, three-day Parikram. So Lord Nityananda would do the five-day Parikram in one day and one night. Nice time. He'd be so excited. One day he took Jiva Goswami with him on his Parikram and showed all of the holy places of Navadri, Mahaprasadam, to Jiva uh, Goswami. And, uh, the first island is the, uh, that we visited is Antadri, but it's actually the last island that we visited first. It's the island of Kalkirana. We visited the first place of worship and the first and last. This year we had very nice, uh, Harikrama in, uh, in, uh, Mayapur. Some a little bit of this is my garden, in my opinion. Here's the Singapore, all the devotees are bathing. Here's one of the processions, it's an unlimited ocean, the cornucopia. Here the local villagers came out and made an offering to make our doors. This is at the birthplace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Birthplace to the Bhagavan, to Ramakrishna Swami, to all the Jesus. to the Swami and Sajjiva Maharaj. Inside of the Ganji Plain for the ferry boat. Isn't that unusual? They say in India, you rush the whole way, take your plane to the city, then you jump off and take your, you know, you need a train, electric train, and then you take your fast car, and then you get up to the ferry dock, and then you can wait two hours. Here's one of the places that, uh, Vasudeva Dutta, Vasudeva Dutta, the issues are there, you know, Vasudeva Dutta, he was the devotee who said he would take all of the simple reactions of all the people in the he said, please go to them and give it all to me. Let them all get your love for Krishna. Let them all go back to God. I will just stay here and suffer all of their time and so on. He was so many animals. And Lord Chaitanya based him and was deeply moved by Vasudeva Dutta. Of course, he said that even if you've already delivered everyone by your desire, but even if you deliver again, the universe will immediately fill up again. This mercy of the devotees, of course, we've seen that the devotees have come out of India to bring us the Krishna uh, consciousness movement at a great personal sacrifice. He was 
worked so hard when he was in New Delhi for distributing and printing and writing the book, which later would be the forerunner of our own Krishna uh, Consciousness of Literature that we published together in the West. And then similarly he would send devotees all over the world. I know that uh, one very unfortunate thing, one very difficult thing that happened I was, I happened to be called by Sri Prabhupada, he was in Navana. And while Padananda Maharaj, Krishna Vishwapada was in Mayapur, then he was some communist agitation. They had some thieves coming, tried to steal some things. And when the devotees arrested those thieves and then took them to the police, then a bunch of rabble rousers went back to the Mohammedan village and told all the villagers that they killed these people. They got all riled up and then the whole village came out. And then behind all the men, the women came with baskets and bags with uh, his or his or his attention. It was a very heavy situation. And so then they tried to attack the temple, but the Siddha Prabhupada said many had retained them. And they came and tried to put the duties that we should have done to them. They said, I don't want to say But uh, <coughs> in any case, the devotees were able to repel any type of, they didn't expect any, <coughs> any response that they received, but the devotees repelled them. And, uh, if the devotees are very innocent, they call the police and make a report that we've been attacked. And, uh, but they didn't realize that since it was all a politically motivated thing, the politicians had already called the police, but the, the police came there, and the Bhavananda Maharaj, he gave his story to the police, he said, it's not very illicit, it's said, well, we come to the, to the police station and make a report. And, uh, they put them all, you know, aboard the vehicle from the police station, and then they arrested him. He's double-crossed And so they were sitting in a small room outside in an office there waiting to be, uh, to be trucked over to the, uh, to the main court in Krishnanaga, which is about 10 kilometers, about 10, about 8 miles away. And, uh, the deep Patty Reagan, I came over, she said, I was in the and they arrested uh, about uh, 11 devotees, 17 devotees, and 11, uh, 11 devotees, 17 devotees. And then uh, the communist uh, leader, he came over, and he said uh, to the policeman, why are you keeping this criminal? Sitting here on the chair, put him in the lockup. Put him, and they had a special lockup which was only four feet high, and where people would pass urine, and, and there was just all cockroaches and dirt, and that's called the hajj. That's like the worst place. It's like Lord, you know. <laughs> and so the communists who ordered that the uh, 
he was a political leader there, he ordered that you put Bhavananda Maharaj inside there. And they made him, he put the devotees inside, locked up, and then they had the paddy wagon, they said, they won't go by paddy wagon. They said, I want you to tie a rope around their neck and their waist, and you drag them to the street in procession. Let the people sit on them, let the people see what type of uh, criminals these are, these, uh, you know, Americans and others coming here. We know that uh, what the real purpose is not to teach the holy name, examples of the CIA, and this and that. So, the police had, they didn't want to, they said, well, no, it's not. The man said, no, you must tie them up by rope. So then they tied up the devotees by weight, one after another, with his rope around their waist, and the guy had to pull them and they were being dragged. Them. And, uh, the people in the whole town, they all lined up. See. And one of the devotees of the town gave Bhavananda Maharaj a pair of cartels. And he just took the cartels and he started to chant, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama. Everyone responded. And the people, when the people saw the way that they were, were being treated, no one disrespected the devotees. The people started to cry. People would see the devotees and bow down to the street. Seeing the obedience, seeing Baba Nanda Maharaj, seeing the seeing the way that they were being offended, <coughs> nobody treated them as disrespect. Much to the uh, frustration of the, of the communist uh, leaders. Then, uh, they were taken and, uh, put into the jail. At that time I flew from, uh, I just got there the next day, flew from, uh, Vrindavan from Delhi. And, uh, we got a court order that we could bring them to Shadam every day. And, uh, they said they were afraid that we would uh, contaminate the other prisoners. See, that, that they would, so what they did was they allowed prisoners to go out one time. But they said that they didn't want the other prisoners to hurt us or something. They made fun of others. But anyway, there was a time when you could leave your cell and go out and walk in the courtyard. So whatever time that the other ones were allowed to go out, that time the devotees were and vice versa. The devotees were leaving all the time, big kirtan. Everyone's morale was obviously very much down to be locked up in the Indian jail. But the Vishnu had just got preaching and preparing them up and leading big kirtan. And the whole prison started chanting Hare Krishna. In fact, it even hit the papers that everyone in the Krishnanagar jail is chanting Hare Krishna. He <laughs> <laughs> said that uh, it reminds me of when Haridas Thakur was put in the prison, he got everyone to chant Hare Krishna. And, uh, because we were in great anxiety while they were having the church time, we were bringing them the first class as far as we could inside. Then the jailer, he was taking his cut, just to bring him a little prasad, and then they would take extra prasad and give out to all the prisoners. And this way they became, of course, very popular. In fact, even 
there were some complete fanatics, violent, what they call the Maxillites. They believed that, that you can only do it by the barrel of a gun. There were the fanatic Maoists, which even China has given up now, but there's still a few of those people who are there then. Still there today, probably. And there's, they are considered so dangerous that they're shackled up by the hand and by the leg. And they're just shackled like that. And they're never let out of this town. Because they're just considered to be complete, you know, like that man coming in. So, they would always be chanting their slogan, Lao Salaam, Red Salute, Red Salute, Sinalat, Sinalat. And they would give all this. But whenever they speak, Vishnu Pad was by, instead of saying Red Salute, they'd say, Hare Krishna Salute. <laughs> Even their hearts were, were softened. So, the whole, the whole town, the whole novel, the whole Mayapur, they became very indignant that, uh, the devotees being treated like that, they became to realize that, uh, that actually this is our own, uh, temple. The other, the other Hindus, they began to consider that we, it's due to our negligence and protection that the, uh, <coughs> the Mohammedans attacked the country, completely ridiculous attacked the country. And normally we don't have any bad, uh, dealings with the Mohammedans, it was all just because of the political leader educated them and told them we were just so much to do it with that use. So then, in the meantime also the, American consulate, French consulate, British consulate, Canadian consulate, you know, so many different nationals were there. They were all pounding out of team and papers all over the world. And, uh, the Prime Minister immediately took the investigation of the case out of the state government and put it into the hand of the central government, the FBI of India. So that way there would be a, a fair investigation. And so that changed everything because the fair investigation, we were, you know, we were attacked. So they made a case against us that we came out of the temple. They said that, uh, their case is they said Vishnu Pad came out of the temple and, uh, there were innocent villagers walking by and, uh, he said, Aya! And then they were, <laughs> just as they were walking by, you know. <laughs> of course, we had photographs of inside the temple, they had broken the temple bell, they had busted the whole lawn, they had broken the, the outer door to the temple, they had, you know, we didn't do that. Somebody did it. So the police, when they came, it was so obvious that there was a huge war inside the temple ground that uh, they immediately gave their report to the judge that, uh, that they should be released. But then the, the communists began, they, they, uh, the, the government at that time, they had, uh, said, well, it's not safe for them to be released. They should be kept in jail for their own safety. You see, now that further slowly. But then it was July and Purnima coming up. So we organized a little procession. All the local villages rallied around us. And 25,000 people came. And then we, we had a permit for a little parade for 1,200, for 25,000. The police said, don't put more than 1,200 because you don't have that many police to cover it. If you put more, we'll have to put too many. We don't have any. So, then we marched up to the Chantazi Samadhi. 
just as <laughs> you can imagine why. And uh, marched through the village, and then we had the big speeches there, and the police also hunting with us. But when the anti-party saw that, that we had, you know, so much popular support, they just did it away. Even the politicians, they didn't want to pretend us, you know, that's more votes than what they even get. So, then all of a sudden things started to change, and uh, after that we were able to get uh, to the out of the jail. And then uh, once the case got to court, then it went in our favor. And uh, finally the government, after they kept calling it, but everything was in our favor, finally the, the communist uh, chief minister himself requested that just for the sake of uh, communal you know, peace, that uh, allow me to withdraw the case to the and after two years, the system the corporation and ultimately And this, so we can see that, uh, of course, how the addition part, you know, from this extreme difficult situation, how he continually closes the most extermination and highest quality, which, uh, of course, moved everyone. And after that, the, even the communist leaders who had done all those things came over and personally apologized to him. He had threatened at the height of it that we're going to turn that long building into an animal hospital. He threatened the Muhammad village into a temple. We're going to turn it into an animal hospital and the Muhammadan school. Then he came back and he apologized. But I said, I didn't, I never said that. He said, what I said was that, uh, if you make a hospital, I'll give you land. <laughs> and I said that we have a very nice school. <laughs> the Guruku school is very nice. Someone misquoted me. We did a complete turnaround. So, of course, she was told that uh, she said that they really wanted to get me, but Krishna uh, was trying to save me. And, uh, he was trying, uh, when he was thinking how the Vishnu Khan was, uh, enduring all those, uh, great trials on behalf of, uh, him. He took it that he was all him. I was in feelings, I was running around trying to get him out. I went from this office to that office to this office to that. He ran there to purify Sometimes, a devotee goes through different trials, goes through different difficulties. But by the mercy of God, Chaitanya, by the mercy of the previous chariots, the first day of one crosses over all the obstacles. Nothing can stop the movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So the Prabhupada has very clearly explained to us that this international society, the Krishna consciousness, is a brand. And Lord Chaitanya is dancing on the street. And there will always be different type of opposition to try to stop, to try to harm the project. That even Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had his opposition. And he would do his sanctuary time, 
behind closed doors, the envious people standing outside speculating, what are they doing in there? Maybe they're coming to having some kind of a party or some kind of... I think they're doing some black magic or something, which is very bad, you know. Then they would go on speculating all kinds of things. Maybe they're doing some kind of a, a, a sacrifice, uh, a vote or something. Even though they, everyone knows that they're complete pure vegetarian, pure vitamin, but they, they all allowed to go and join the
That to get a person interested in Krishna consciousness, you can use different means. And once they're attached to Krishna, once they've accepted Krishna, 
Then you tell them all of you, then you get them to do all the rules and all the regulations and all the rules. Yeah. And if you just immediately tell everyone, all right, before you can turn, I just have to tell you that uh, this means, you know, no meat, taste of eggs, no, you know, gambling, no more coffee, you know, you start, you know, you know, you know Gradually, the whole audience will gradually pile out of the room. <laughs> so you don't tell them all the rules or all the, you know, subtle philosophical things, you know, immediately. I mean, you may say we follow this or that, but anyone can say. The point is, you, first of all, you get them to accept Krishna. Once they accepted Krishna, once they've understood that I'm Krishna's servant, then, automatically, you can introduce now how to purify yourself. You know, so that's how to get them to first accept Krishna. That there may be some slight variation of course, the time, place, and circumstance. And because you're getting them to accept Krishna by our state museum, the town and the Krishna, all the in the West, we can do it by, by the culture, by cultural affairs. And now we do it by showing uh, a movie film, or, or putting on drama, or by uh, giving them history, life and doubt too. Here you may do it by giving them, you know, several covered brothers. But the ultimate thing, when they accept this, then you can, then you have to also get them to follow the rules and regulations. But first, let them accept Krishna. It's just the same as you don't tell someone the glories of the Holy Name if they don't have faith. Because then no doubt, if you start telling people just to go up and tell, you know, and one of his new announcers, you know, you should know that I can't have a Krishna with these people from all these things. You can't tell them that because, uh, they don't even believe in sin. They just think these people are, you know, another bunch of fanatic dangers. Something, you know. So the point is that depending on the person, you can tell maybe a, a, a very devout Catholic or a Latin, you know, something about sin or lost comment, they'll accept it. But maybe some of these modern, sophisticated Americans, you have to be a little more scientific about your approach. So the actual teaching, you don't compromise, but like a doctor, the surgeon master has to, has to apply the medicine in such a way that the patient can practice it. But if one tries to unnecessarily change, or the ultimate uh, practice for the people who, who do accept this stuff and change that, then of course, uh, that's not strange. That's only and you kind of in the new people, the, the innocent people who are who are not devoted, who haven't really accepted Krishna, they don't know who is Krishna, who isn't Krishna, and they're just in ignorance. So those people, we bring them in in different ways. But then once they accept Krishna, then we have to tell them, of course, what is Krishna, the relationship, the relationship, the relationship, the relationship, the relationship, the relationship, and these things have already basically, we don't have to invent anything new. The Siddha Prabhupada has already given us so many ideas. 
that uh, it will be a little time before we even need to think about it. We've already told it to do festive programs, we've already told it to do faith programs, we've told it to do, to do uh, Varnashram programs, we've predicted that there would be big uh, congregations around all the countries. So all these things we've already predicted, I just say to hear in Detroit, we said that we make programs for, for connecting with the different ethnic groups of the city. You know, the majority of the group, different people. He's given already so many different ideas that uh, we don't really have to go very far. We don't have to think of uh, any reason. But, but we have to, for the actual devotees that accept it, we have to keep all of our minimum standards. The advice that we can't see now, we have to follow the four regular principles, we have to. Uh, Take the principles of distributing and uh, all the books and all these basic principles, of course, for the devotees, why should they change? Just in terms of uh, appealing to giving the initial people's secrets, and there's a little bit of leeway around because here we have a very good or a fine one. In Atlanta, we have the Malawi band. We have the Krishna Kanti song. We sing rock and roll music. And they get many letters from people writing us saying that I like your philosophy. I like to read some of your books and my life all these things. And some people have become devoted to But they keep the philosophy, they keep the philosophy in their song. <coughs> yeah. I don't know. Any other questions? Is that all right? Very good to you. I've given, given, given up the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> You're in Satchitanam right now? <laughs> The boss is also here? So now you are the two brothers are rejoined. Some of us are yourselves embarrassed to sing. Did you the bhajan too? Hello, you are In India? First, the basic program is to distribute books. So we found that in just distributing books, um, 